Good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Shows and 2022 with me, Kevin, where you add value to people's lives happening every Wednesday at 12 on ebizradio.com. Excited to be back in the show and running with full steam ahead today. We have a wonderful transformation mentor and change agent all the way from the UK, Greg Arthur. Hello, Greg. How are you doing? Hi, Kevin. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. And how are you? Well, well, well. And um, glad to have you on the show. Glad that we could actually catch up and do this. And uh, excited to to hear more about what we have to talk about. But before we do that, let's kick off with who you are. Tell us more about you and and a little bit of background. Right. Yeah. So, so Kevin, I'm I'm broadly in the in the in the space of people development, and 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 a lot of that has come about from my own curiosity around human beings and th that's something that I've had all my life and I didn't know what to do with my life and started in a career in construction and then started to realize this this passion oh, for wow. people and, and working for communities and that has led me to have my own business now in what I call people development broadly I'm a change agent in the in the corporate space where I help people to anticipate change, deal with the change, and give them tools so that they are more comfortable with the change and actually embrace it at the end of the day. In the personal yeah. space, I, I'm a, what I call a transformation mentor. There's, uh, it's taken a while for me to settle on that, on that title. I, I went with coach, life coach, transformation coach for quite a while. But what I started to realize is that I come from, I, it's not, I don't have a coaching style. I have more of a, a listen and, um, and, and listen and guide style. And so that's why I, I settled on Transformation Mentor. Ah, fantastic. Greg, and um, for those who don't know, uh, you, you've actually been, you've lived in South Africa, right? That's right. Yeah, I lived most of my life in, in South Africa. I was living in Johannesburg before moving to London in 2016. My business partner actually is still in, in Johannesburg, so we still have some operations there. Um, but I, I run the European part of the business. Fantastic. Greg, so having you on the show, you know, the, the show's always in aim of, of uh, putting content out there and, and, you know, stuff that we haven't necessarily discussed. And uh, when you and I chatted, um, you had some interesting to share, stuff to share with us. So tell us what it, what it is we're going to actually be talking about today and um, tell us more about that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So what 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 really gets me going and, and, and quite excited is is, is self-stigmatization. For a long time now, I've been hashtagging stigma neutral, which came about oh, so many years ago. And the concept behind stigma neutral is uh, I just I just noticed that we tend to fight stigma a lot, and what that tends to do is it creates a war. And I don't believe anyone ever wins a war. So it just swings the scale backwards and forwards. And so it continues. If we find ways to actually energetically neutralize that stigma, it tends to deal with it a lot better. So yeah. when I start, so I started finding uh, organizations and articles around neutralizing stigma. And that 
um, led me to also start to deal with my own. I have, just because of who I am, I'm, uh, I, I've always felt a little bit different all through school and started to eventually feel ashamed of who I am. And that's the self-stigma that I'm talking about, where it is a, a thought and a feeling within myself that actually generates this a certain type of behavior and a certain type of reaction to those around me and the society around me. And that often determines how I am then treated in return, which is how the stigma cycle perpetuates. And also how it then looks to those of us who, who are feeling stigmatized, it feels like and looks like society is actually picking on us. But there is a lot that we can do within ourselves in order to start to neutralize that situation. That doesn't take away the fact that often there are uh, stigmatizing policies in place that need to change in society. And it also doesn't take away from the good work that a lot of um, institutions and organizations are, are doing in order to get people from different backgrounds, cultures, sexualities, races to work together. But I like to focus on what are, what are you doing as an individual in order to help with that process, that self-stigmatization. I started but, with a... Sorry, yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to add to that, that, um, you know, the you know, I was looking at the dictionary yeah, and stigmatization uh, is described as the action of describing or regarding someone or something as worthy of disgrace or great disapproval. Um, and it's 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 such a powerful statement to think, you know, when you have self-stigmatization, you're doing all of that to yourself, you know, and you kind of have this this disgrace about yourself and, mm. and this this heavy disapproval, which, I, you know, I think a lot of people are not even aware at, you know, um, that they're, they're going through that. And uh, yet it's a real thing. Uh, you know, I speak to a lot of coaching clients that suffer from this. Yes, yes, quite right, quite right. Uh, it's you know it can also be called self hatred. I think that's that sometimes comes comes yeah. out, um, and it is that powerful. It is a part yeah. of you that you generally uh, the the pattern starts when you when you're very young. You show a part of you to the world, whatever that means. Just people around you. It could be parents. It could be peers. It could be at school, and you don't get the reaction that you would consider positive. You then start to think there's something wrong with that aspect of me. And you either then seek to force a change or you actually hide it from the world. And that's how that cycle then starts. You become ashamed of that, that aspect of you. And it can even be a behavioral aspect. It's not necessarily a, a, an innate trait it's just a way that you choose to behave and you see that as wrong you see that as uh, destructive and all of those things that then will hold you back it becomes a self-limiting belief about yourself and for me it was definitely uh i started to realize that i was sexually different as as a child I am now I now realize that I'm I'm a gay man but there's still so much work that I'm having to do on a daily basis that that stems from that one particular element which then caused me to dislike a whole lot of aspects of myself and I've had to 
rediscover those. I've had to dig into into these these pockets of shame within my psyche, which are essentially like shadows. And I've had to scratch around with my bare hands to to see what I find there. And we're naturally very afraid to stick our hands into those those shadow areas. But a lot of our strengths have have, have often been shoved there. It's not they're not bad things. And um, and it's it's then reframing those elements as you bring them out into the light, looking at them in a different way, and then being brave enough to show them to the world. It's it's that process that I assist people with. Yeah, and, and it's so funny that you mentioned that because you know um, I've also uh, growing up in an environment where I was told that if you don't have a degree, you'll never amount to anything. And I always thought if I, I need to go out there and study and work hard and only when I get to having a degree, I would accomplish anything until obviously through the work that I also do, you, you kind of get to a point where you're kind of going, okay, hang on, but I've already done all of what I've done without a degree. Um, yes, I've, you know, I've, I've got a lot of experience and done a lot of work, but I, until a lot later in my life, you kind of realize that I've carried the stigma about not being enough or not being a good enough. Um, and I've applied it to just about everything uh, in my life um, based on that one, you know, I'll never amount to anything if you, if you don't have a degree. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of people, <laughs> that just that sentiment, uh, like it's an underlying self-doubt kind of um, self-deprecation, you know, <laughs> that yes. is just there. Um, and it's that ever pursuing until you kind of, like it hits you in the face like a ton of bricks. And then you go, oh, wow. And maybe it's because I'm, I'm, it's my belief. I'm, I'm holding it and I'm thinking it. It's really got nothing to do with anyone else. That's, and that's, uh, that's that, 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 that push and that drive that you described can actually become an addiction because addiction also stems from shame. So that, 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 that drive to achieve can get so strong that it's damaging to you. But all you're actually just trying to do is validate yourself within society because society has this, or you've heard this message from society, which you don't feel actually is, is, uh, will work directly for you. You have to try harder than everyone else in order yeah. to get that, that recognition from society. And and that has led you to do this work, right? So that is having been in this position, having gone through what you've been through, you've kind of got to this point where where it's led you to, or is there more to this? Like, uh, and I'm just no, no, what that, you're talking about. That's that's pretty that's pretty much uh, that's that's pretty much correct. Yeah, I uh, I started to realize how 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 I was holding myself back. And then I started to see it in others. I could just pick up, I could pick up the, when, when people are not full, fully within integrity and, and, and you know, the word, I, I love the word integrity because when something is whole, it is integral. So it's about bringing yourself back towards yourself so that you can become a whole person. I can actually see when people are hiding bits of themselves or have dropped pieces of themselves. And that's, it, it almost causes them to f function at a lower energy level. And it starts to have physical effects. As life goes on, you, all sorts of physical ailments can stem from that self-hatred, that self-harming 
um, in, in many ways. I have a, mm. I have a, a, an interesting story about that, a, a personal one. So a lot of my issues tend to show on my skin. It's how I tend to show myself that there's, there's something wrong. And yeah. I, for a long time, I had a lot of warts on my hands, which are quite unusual to, for, for an adult to have. Um, they occur a lot as a teenager. Apparently, this is the norm. But then as an adult, you might get one or two warts, but they'll last for a few months and then they will just naturally disappear. And it's yeah. a, it's, they're caused by a virus that sits within our system. But medical science doesn't quite understand what causes this virus to activate or not. Mine was activating constantly. And I went from dermatologist to dermatologist. And they could not, no one could give me answers. Some would cut them out, some would burn them off, and they would just keep coming back. And eventually, one day, a brilliant, brilliant dermatologist, this man sat in front of me and he said to me, you need to tell me why you have warts. And he just sat there quietly. I was like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't quite get what you're saying. He says, yeah, are you crazy? We, yeah. <laughs> Because we as dermatologists don't fully understand what triggers a wart. We know what it is. We know the virus that causes it. We don't know what triggers it. Only you can tell what you're doing to yourself that is triggering it. And it started this whole journey of self-discovery. And I started to realize that it's, it's, it's attached to my pockets of shame. And as I did a whole mm -hmm. lot of work through self-development courses, um, self-awareness, meditation, I started to notice that these warts would slow, were slowly starting to change behavior. Um, sometimes they would flare up, they would actually get quite sore and then they would disappear. And I was, um, and over time, they, they, they slowly worked away. And this is after having them for years, eh? years and years. And there was, yeah. there was one left. And I, 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 I remember there was a, a particular incident where I just, I, I, I had to go into my inner child and I had to work with my inner child through, through a meditation. And I just came out feeling so much better. And within three weeks, that wart disappeared. Now, whether it's coincidental, you know, whether this is not something that you believe, there is still loads of evidence out there that how we treat ourselves emotionally has an effect on our physical being. And so yeah. that's how I, I've tied these two together. And it's definitely worked for me. So and just just to touch on shame for those who are listening, you know, that which you're talking about, whatever, pro, like, whatever happened in your past, you know, these these are not always an obvious kind of significant moment. Sometimes they are. Sometimes you, you don't even remember them. They, they could be suppressed. Right. So uh, that sort of that that feeling and that that belief that is created from that one moment, you just carry through and you just process it as as part of your filter system. And it becomes normal, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's always fascinating when you kind of go, you know, doctors don't have the answer and you you got to figure it out yourself and you can actually heal yourself from doing this. It's amazing. But, I mean, going through this, uh, is there a process that you do follow in your work to kind of go, okay, for me to be able to figure myself out uh, and, and uh, 
have some workable way of doing it. What is the process for you? Is there a process? There, there is a process. Um, very broadly, I'll, I'll take you through the, 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 the broad steps that we, we start with. Firstly, getting the, the, the clients to be a little bit more conscious of what they're currently doing. As you say, you often do, you can't recognize what the incident was that caused this behavior. And you also, the, the behavior has become so subconscious, you, you're not fully aware of it. And so by through a, a process of, of questioning, you can slowly get the clients to realize what they are doing and actually show them the actions and reactions that they automatically do and are quite unaware of. It's then the, the, the next step is to be honest about the role that you play in perpetuating this. So I just yeah. want to sure. sort of just to, just to preface this. So going through this process um, for you to realize that, that you could have some kind of degree of stigmatization happening to yourself. You could be holding yourself back in a way. You could be limiting your own success. You could be, there's various ways that this shows up. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, you know, going through the step one is a process of really uncovering like, what is it that you're actually doing? Like that awareness of self and like, what is that questioning of what my brain is sort of holding on to? And that's where we're at. So it's re that realization of this is a process you could actually use from helping yourself, right? Right, right. And, and yeah. you can, there, there are actually various methods that's, that we use and, and that you can use to do that. I use some, some CBT methods where I can, I can sit quietly and I'm literally just bouncing back to people what they're saying to me so that, they, that, yeah. that I'm not actually offering them any advice. I'm not telling them anything. I'm literally just <laughs> bouncing things back and asking them, like, if, you know, if they say, I feel in a certain way, then the next question is, well, what makes you feel that way? And I'm, yeah. just, I'm just feeding on it, which, is, which a lot of people who have been to uh, CBT therapists will be, will be um, completely uh, familiar with. Another yeah. tool that we use is maybe a little less, less conventional. We, we call it uh, shadow, the shadow consciousness process, um, where we actually help people to identify their innate traits using the tools of uh, the tool of astrology and, and sometimes numerology. Um, it depends on our client's belief system, uh, but we have proven it over and over again to be a, a very effective tool when used correctly to, to, because people then can go through a list of their innate traits which we have which we have generated for them and we can see which ones they can identify with and which ones they don't identify with both are significant the ones that they do identify within themselves are clearly strengths because they are utilizing them and they are driving themselves forward but the ones that they don't actually recognize we go through a process of bringing them back into the light and show them that actually they they are there they don't have to discover them they are there they just need to make them more conscious in order to use them correctly so that's yeah. this, that's also part of that be conscious step Fantastic. Yeah, I, I love that. And then, where do we go from there? So we step one is is really understanding that. Yes, the yes, awareness. Yes. Yeah. And the, yeah. And then and then and then uh, it's, it's about being being honest to yourself about the role that you play. That's that actually mm. this is something that that uh, you've created. 
um, that you've put in place. You've chosen to use certain characteristics of yourself. You've chosen to hide other parts of yourself. And sometimes this, this, this step, it sounds simple, but it can actually be quite a tricky one for clients because they've spent so, so long um, thinking that it's somebody else's problem, thinking that it's society's problem, thinking the world has got some, something wrong. And what you can then do is you spend your life trying to fix the entire world when actually it could start with you. And people often mimic the behavior of others, right? So if you're a leader, wouldn't it be really effective if you can shift it within you and then just be you in front of those people? People will see that and they will follow that. And that is often how movements start. It's not by trying to trigger something outside often. It's something internal that shifts that, are, that, that people observe. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I love that you're adding, you know, the role that, that, that we play in it because until you actually acknowledge how you're actively involved in the process – um, it always becomes well. It's not me. It's it must be something, or it must be someone, or uh, it's never me. Until you actually kind of go, okay. But if it were you, what is the role that you would be playing right now? Yes. Uh, and it really gets you to start going, mm, okay. So how am I? How am I being? You know, part of this drama, or part of this problem, or part of this belief? <laughs> right. 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 Um, in, in my description, I've actually I've actually mixed two of our, our steps there. So um, the second one is to tell yourself the truth. The third one is to take responsibility. Um, I do tend to mm. they do tend to blur one into the other the, in the way that I do it, but they, they can be um, quite separate steps depending on the situation. Um, yeah. Then then the next one is is, is what people think. It, it's often the step that people jump directly to when they want to implement change, and that is do something different. But we're saying the three, the three steps before are vital in order to do something different. In yeah. particular, because if you're not aware of what you're currently doing, how on earth are, are, are you going to be able to change it? And how do you know that what you're doing is different? I've seen this over and over again, where people have worked out that there's a change that they want to implement. They believe, they convince themselves that what they're doing is now different, but actually looking in, you can see that actually it's another form of the same behavior. Yeah. Our, our, our brains are very clever. And in, in avoiding these difficult moments in our lives, we can create the biggest stories within ourselves. It's yeah. not, it's, it's not uh, you're not doing it on purpose. You're not trying to lie to the outside world. It's a part of you that's just protecting you from that very scary notion or thought that maybe you need to shift the way you're behaving. The way, the way we like to con contextualize this to make it a little bit more palatable is that, A, you're not becoming somebody new. You are and will continue to be who you are. You're just bringing forward a character trait that you've chosen not to use in the past. And that gives you the bravery to do something different. The other thing that we emphasize at this step is that you don't have to go for a major change. You don't have to 
divorce your partner and, and, and move countries. <laughs> you don't have to sell your house. You don't, there, there, nothing major needs to necessarily happen. The first step can, can and should be quite a small step to give yourself the bravery to take the next step and the next step. And so we help our clients to then find out what the, what, a, what is the next step that needs to be taken. Recent, uh, something that, um, that, that I can think of um, is w when somebody discovers that there's, 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 there's something physically wrong with them. They, 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 they've perhaps got a pain that's not going away. And now they're concerned and they've been told that maybe this is something different to what they thought it was. What do, what do a lot of us do? We jump to worst case scenario. We're trying to plan for, you know, what happens if this is really, really something severe. We, um, we start speaking to friends and family to get, to get their support. When actually the next step is to go to a professional to have it diagnosed. And it's just bringing people back to the present moment and saying, it, the, next, the next thing you have to do is very simple. Just you've identified the the professional. Just call them and make an appointment. Yeah, that's the next step. So that's a that's a that's an example of how this step um, can uh, can really shift things. Because also then you you take things. You see what happens. There's a there's a my 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 business partner Jodine always always has always said this. You 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 are very powerful, but you're not that powerful. What she's meaning by that is that we have the power to change things within ourselves and then we have power to, to, to control certain elements directly around us. But we often, and we cannot, not even often, we cannot predict or control what happens as a result of our actions. And at this step, we emphasize that. Do one thing see what happens and then you can make another choice and another choice and another choice as you go. Yeah. And that, that brings me to the, the fifth and uh, fifth step. It's actually a cycle. So you, you, you do then eventually go back to the first step and I'll tell you why the fifth step is to live in, in, in integrity. So I bring up that integrity word again, you've now taken this element and you've brought it back into your whole being. And now you're going to continue with what you've learned making the choices based now on what you know but uh, we don't we don't ever get to fully understand ourselves and so it's a constant process so when when you start to feel out of integrity again so you you're looking for physical signs you're looking for emotional discomfort that shows that you're out of integrity and then you start the process again yeah yeah, and the fact that you're going in a in a in a circle and you're kind of going from you know one to five back to one, you you're adjusting and relearning and and yeah. the awareness has to be there all the time and and that's how you actually move through it and grow from that. And then I bringing like, it back to to self stigmatization, Kevin. If I could just make the make the point that often what what has happened with with shame is we have one one incident of shame, but then we have piled shame on top of shame on top of shame. Um, an example of how this happens, I, I'll, I'll take one that's, that um, uh, so, uh, be, being gay often 
we have to come out as gay, right? We've got to tell the world at some point uh, in order to be able to live within integrity with ourselves. What sometimes can happen is that those very close to you that you value and love can turn around to you and say, I can't believe you didn't tell me this sooner. Listen to how yeah, that sounds. And you're just more shameful. <laughs> exactly. It's like, exactly. oh. So they're yeah. saying it out of love. Often, they're saying it out of love, saying, I would have been all right with it at, at any point. You didn't have yeah. to hold it for this long. But because you're coming from a place of shame, you can just hear the message that you've done something wrong. You, 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 should, you should have trusted this person earlier. And you can start with all those those horrible thoughts and feelings that just makes you more ashamed of who you are yeah it's so it's fascinating i, lo I love the fact that we could actually chat about this and 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 uh, you know have self-stigmatization as as a topic of discussion today greg so you know if, if you could leave us with with um some tips uh, that you give people who feel stigmatized um where what are what are the tips and, and where can they get help I really believe that the one of the first things to do is to to tell someone, um, but be very cautious about how you how and who you tell people. And so, the best way to do this, if you are in a in a community that has some sort of support group or support system, or perhaps there's one that you can connect with online, so they don't necessarily have to be in your town or or, or district. That really helps to, it's just connecting with people who feel the same way, have the same sexuality, the same race, the same cultural background, whatever you, you, you're feeling that you need to, to work on um, because of, of stigmatization. Being around those people help you to become a little bit more comfortable with yourself, but more importantly, feel less alone. And they're also not going to judge. We often choose as this first step of telling somebody, we just immediately think of somebody who is close to us or, um, or uh, maybe in our physical proximity. They're not necessarily the right person to tell. They may not be ready to, to receive the news. They may not understand what you're going through. And what you don't want to do when you when you really need some help is to end up having to explain yourself and essentially help the person you've told to deal with yeah. the news that you've just given them. So that's why I say, firstly, find a support group. And you know, when I say a support group, it could also be a a um, it could be a a therapist who 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 has the same background as you it could be a, a, a coach or mentor there, there are various channels that you could look at but it, it really it just definitely helps to lighten your 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 load as that to make that first step and uh, and then through that process you can then start to pick up ways of how to how to tell others and the exciting yeah. thing about telling other people when you're in the right space and you've dealt with your own shame, when you tell people the reactions get better and better, often, not always, you can't control them, but your feeling towards the, the uh, reactions 
actually improves. That's actually what I'm trying to say. So it gets easier every time because you don't take on the, the, any shame from the response that you get. And that slowly allows you to be more and more yourself. And then you can also take action to help others if, if you're so inclined. Um, and you can start your own support groups or movements in order to neutralize that, 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 that stigma that is being experienced in society. But I just say to people, start with that initial step to expose that stigma within yourself and that's that that self prejudice um before you can actually then move on to to doing other things about it yeah amazing i love that and then it's such good advice and i think you know the what i often find is that, that just start you know you can start hmm. as small as you need um but when you just start having uh that awareness and you start being um uh, paying attention to the thing that might be holding you back or you just start or reading about it, you know, just start. And the moment you start doing it, um, one step leads to the next, leads to the next. And eventually you, you, you're growing and you're thriving and you're learning, right? So I, I, I absolutely love it. Greg, if, if we want to get hold of you, what is the quickest way? And guys, all the details are going to be in the description boxes below um, and uh, everywhere you're going to be able to check out uh, where we can get hold of Greg. But Greg, tell us more on uh, website and uh, your, your social media. Right, yeah, yeah. The, the, everything is on our website, lifeology.biz. So that's lifeology, uh, basically the study of life.biz. Uh, you can email me at greg at lifeology.biz. I'm also, I'm, I'm on all the, all the platforms. Um, you, uh, my Twitter and my Instagram are I am Greg Arthur. Um, so please feel, feel free to, to contact me on any of those channels. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, that shows you a lot more around what I do as a change agent within, within the, the, the business space. Fantastic. Guys, so if you want to find out more about Greg Arthur, who is uh, the transformation mentor and change agent uh, at Lifeology, uh, check it out on the description boxes below and uh, catch the lunchtime series happening every other day on ebizradio.com. And uh, you can check us on all the major podcast channels. Greg, thank you so much for chatting and thanks for spending some time with us. I absolutely love that. Thank you, Kevin. It's been a pleasure. I'll chat to you soon. Thanks for now.